Welcome to the Rooted in Change podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Jan, and you're listening to the Rooted in Change podcast. This show features European clean tech champions and their solutions to tackle the climate crisis. Today is a premiere, since I'm not only joined by one, but two guests. I have the honor of speaking with Volker and Stefan, both co-founders of Charge IQ. Charge IQ provides a platform to operate EV charging stations. Whether you are an individual or a company, Charge IQ helps you with the administration, billing, and maintenance of your charging points. We'll learn more about how this works in just a second. Welcome both. Hello. Hi, Jan. Hi, it's good to have you. Normally, I would ask my guests, and this time my two guests, uh, to tell me a bit about their backgrounds. So who wants to start? Who wants to tell me their background? Who did they end up at ChargeIQ or what led to founding ChargeIQ? So I think I can start. So hi, my name is Stefan and I'm one part of the founder team of ChargeIQ. And I come from a world full of old school combustion engines. So the OEM I used to work for built those kind of cars and in my eyes, not really following the trend of the market. And this trend clearly aims the transition from fossil fuels to electromobility. So I come from a time where charging your electric vehicle didn't always go as smoothly as we'd imagine. And that's when we decided, and I think you'll hear my co-founder Volker soon, to dive into the world of clean energy and sustainable mobility to create ChargerQ. It's like a solution to make EV charging simpler than ever and ready for the mass market. Mm -hmm. Exciting. Volker, what about you? What's your background? Yes. Hello, Jan. Yes, um, I'm Volker. I started electrical engineering uh, many years ago and started my career then uh, at IBM uh, in the research and development laboratory from IBM. Uh, and I was uh, working actually uh, on a research European research project within IBM with many partners in 2011 and 12, where I first came in contact with electric mobility and I was quite fascinated uh, about uh, driving, not only talking about electric mobility, but also then uh, driving electric. It was really fascinating. And uh, yeah, as I have more an IT background, software background, I'm covering uh, all the technical aspect uh, as a technical managing partner uh, in our company and co-founder in our company. Nice. And maybe that's a good transition then. So what is the problem that you're tackling? I mean, I think both of you described how you first came in contact with EVs and um, especially what you just said, Falco, is uh, quite interesting. I think that's uh, the the beauty of first experiencing, experiencing an EV and learning uh, about the benefits in terms of not just, you know, it's good for the environment, but also the comfort of driving one and, you know, sound, it's not as noisy and so on and so on. Uh, acceleration is more exciting. So I think many are sort of intrigued into that, that new form of mobility. What was it that led to founding the company? What is it that you're trying to solve? So you can think of Charger you like a, let's say, smart conductor of an EV orchestra. It takes mm -hmm. the hassle out of charging your electric vehicle by making sure it's efficient, it's cost effective, and as easy as a walk in the park. So what we do is like solving the problems for customers in charging their vehicles in the private, the commercial, and the we call it semi-public area. For example, for hospitality, restaurants, or hotels, we have the chance to give a like 
charge point for customers for free uh, for a fee and not to give it away for free and on the ones who charge their company cards at home they get reimbursed by the company so what we do is in fact um, the user management and the billing for charging infrastructure to give different users access to charging infrastructure right and what is different compared to before so maybe explain a bit more sort of what is it that you saw that wasn't there um, before you entered the market? Mm -hmm. So um, what we see there wasn't a solution for this private and semi-public area. And we also noticed that um, most solutions are just focusing on um, providers that offer all the services. And that's where we come to play. We have like a platform solution and this uh, we call it an INT solution is um, a bit more technical than I get best explained by Volker. Well, Volker, go ahead. Yes, sure. <laughs> As I'm responsible for the technical part within ShardIQ, uh, with my um, yeah, long history of uh, IT infrastructure, uh, I was really, let's say, um, yeah, uh, figured out that there's a lot of uh, technical issues to, uh, so far uh, today, though, that um, really we need an interconnected system, not only the charging infrastructure to connect, but also, let's say, uh, the charging infrastructure to see it as part of an ecosystem uh, like the smart building and the smart grid. And for that, uh, really, we need a kind of uh, a platform, as mentioned before, uh, where, let's say, we provide an end-to-end -end solution and an open platform so that we also integrate uh, cust um, partner service on our platform. So the core is comes from is from us, uh, as Stefan mentioned, uh, all about accounting and billing and user management. This is part what what we provide uh, as part of the platform. But in addition, uh, we uh, allow partners to be part of our platform, and uh, we would really love uh, partners uh, doing energy management, uh, load load management, everything combined on our platform, so that at the end the user has one seamless access and can choose the most appropriate services for his needs. And also uh, later on when um, he, his requirement changes, he can then uh, select and book additional service like in an app store uh, according to his needs. For that, we build a kind of software as a service platform. Uh, and what makes us really different as we mentioned, mentioned before is we provide also IoT technology uh, to uh, really gather more data from the charging uh, station and from the surrounding where the charging is happening. So this gives us a, a big advantage, uh, having more data uh, to, let's say, uh, uh, for data analysis and prediction of charging needs uh, and uh, yeah, requirement in this space. That sounds really exciting. So how far have you come from a tech point of view? So I understand you're... You're building both a software and an IoT solution. And I guess you're sort of in the, the middle. You're sort of the playmaker between charging equipment manufacturers and the ones who operate the charging points. Is that correct? Co correct, correct. With our solution, which, which we offer in a, in a white label manner to our, let's say, uh, mm -hmm. resellers and partners, uh, which could be charge point manufacturer, which could be uh, 360 uh, third uh, service uh, providers, uh, who then, let's say, uses our technology as part of their complete offering. So not only the charging alone with the hardware, 
only, uh, but also with, uh, let's say, uh, service providers who are, let's say, uh, delivering uh, uh, from 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 planning up to operation the complete solution uh, to the uh, end customers, which are, as Stefan mentioned, hotel, restaurants, uh, commercial customers, and so on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I would also say we've gone quite a way. So our technology is already helping thousands of EV drivers simplify their charging routines, but also operators to use their charging infrastructure in a cost-efficient manner. But we're just getting started. So our goal is to make EV charging so easy that you won't even think about it anymore. And one day we'll probably say, so what's the problem? Charging is not even more convenient, but way more easier than refueling my car. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's hope that becomes uh, that vision becomes a reality very soon for for everyone involved. Mm, I, I just want to go back once more to make sure that uh, we really understand where where you sit. So, from the problem that you're trying to address is, I guess, in a way that you're moving away from those one-off charging situations where you know I don't know you're you're traveling from. Hamburg to Munich and you need to charge by the highway because you're there. But what you're saying is, look, there's a lot of charging infrastructure already out there. So safe hotels, say at home, but I want to make sure that people best utilize that charging infrastructure. And in that sense, for example, if um, someone charges at home with a company car, you can reimburse for that electricity cost and make it part of the employer's benefits as well as if you if someone would charge at a hotel you can add that for example to the hotel bill or sort of charge for that additional um service on top is that correct so it's not about you know the, the charging stops that most people probably still think of but rather those that make up everyday life interactions for that it needs you as a service provider to link between equipment or between uh, service providers and the the end customers. Did I get that correctly? Yes, yes, that's absolutely correct, uh, Jan. Uh, we, we are, we are, let's say, as you mentioned, uh, filling the gap uh, where, let's say, today's systems are, let's say, uh, only a charge point alone, and we bring mm -hmm. the platform's technology to market. So that let's say the end customer can choose various service depending on his needs, which are quite different from the public charging. Uh, therefore, right. yeah, let's say um, providing our solution uh, in in areas where or in domains where today's public charging uh, software platforms are not sufficient enough to uh, fulfill those needs. Gotcha. Then. Let's move and Stefan uh, Stefan just said that um that you're already helping thousands of e EV drivers. So maybe you can be a bit more specific. Is there a customer that you can talk about? Where is your solution already in play? Um, yeah, sure. So let's pick one of our company um uh, customers. For example, he has um different charge points on site. Um on the one hand for his fleet, on the other hand for his employees who want to charge their private cars. And, and on a third hand, there's also like um, guests coming up to this charge points, trying to use them, which didn't really work before. And besides this uh, charging on site, we added like this reimbursing charging solution where we can empower the employees to charge their company cars at home. So the thing is they have different charge points at home. 
for example, the one has like um, the hardware manufacturer A, hardware manufacturer mm -hmm. B, and C. And um, the challenge is to to take all the data from these different charge point manufacturers into one system that the company can uh, combine all these uh, different uh, checks and reimburse the employee. And that's what really helps our customers. What we notice really solves the problem. Gotcha. Um, could you also, because you're not just in the um, B2B space, but you're also helping private individuals. Is that correct? Yes, Jan. Um, with our, let's say, um, uh, solution and platform, we perhaps also provide also services in, in the private uh, domain. Uh, this is, for example, uh, the company car billing at home uh, and also energy management. Uh, so that, let's say, the uh, users can then select the services they need uh, and then can, um, yeah, uh, choose the services uh, for his needs. Uh, we we do have also in the domain of um, yeah private uh, the scenario where users want to uh, EV owners want to share uh, share charging station uh, with their neighbor and with friends. So uh, mm -hmm. they can let's say uh, make with our platform their charging station um, publicly available. Uh, so that can be found, let's say, in navigation systems. So uh, in your um, vehicle, in your navigation system, but also on Google Maps and Apple Maps. And with this, uh, they can, let's say, uh, share um, their charging station uh, with, uh, yeah, with neighbors and with uh, um, and others. And for that, they need, uh, at least in Germany, um, a calibration law compliant charging station. In order then, let's say, to fulfill the legislation uh, requirement uh, we have in Germany. Uh, in other countries in Europe, uh, that's not required um, where you can just use a charging station uh, off the shelf, which is then connected to our platform and can then with our software share it with, with, with others. So this makes the charging uh, network even grow uh, out of the public domain. Uh, we had um, uh, one with uh, partners, uh, a project uh, in Germany where we figured out and worked on what are the pains and what are the benefits of such a solution uh, and figured out that a lot still to do on the regulation side because this mm. is still uh, not, uh, the market is still not, in, at least in Germany, not preferred for that. But we address all those issues uh, to, the, to the government uh, and to the regulation and hope it will be then uh, solved uh, sooner or later that, that we have quite a, a charting infrastructure, uh, not only on public, but also on semi-public where and customers share a charging station with others. Yeah, fingers crossed that that's going to happen soon. Um, are you only, do you, are your customers only in Germany at the moment or do you already have customers outside of Germany as well? Uh, we started in Germany, Jan, uh, and we currently uh, do have some some pilot customer out of Germany, but uh, the focus is on the German market uh, at mm. the moment, um, where, we, where we see uh, a lot of uh, business potential uh, to grow and to, uh, yeah, Establish our platform uh, as a uh, yeah, uh, platform for independent charging station uh, manufacturer so that the, um, the end customers can then choose the best charging station which fits uh, to their needs. And from what you've just said, I think it also sounds like you make the use of infrastructure a lot more efficient um, in a sense that 
I think one of the key holdups to accelerate the rollout of EVs is that question of where can I charge and how can I charge? And I think uh, Stephanie said this before to sort of foster that culture of not even thinking about charging anymore. I think that's a big holdup to the accelerated EV rollout that, you know, for combustion engine cars, you don't really think about where to refuel your car. You just think, well, it's just reality that you'll be able to do this wherever you want, basically in within 20 or 30 kilometers, probably not even um, exactly. radius. Yeah. So that's very simple. And for what I, from what I hear from you is similar to vehicles itself, you don't need charging infrastructure everywhere, but making it more, well, you need it everywhere, but making it more efficient also helps that it's not just one vehicle per charger, but can be used multiple times. Exactly. Making it accessible. So hmm. you don't have to think, oh, there's a charger, but I can't use it because you know, yeah, there's a charger right? and I can use it. So Volker just addressed the topic of regulation as well. So what were some of the other issues that you had to overcome so far in terms of, well, both launching the company, but also um, gaining first traction? Yeah, the the challenge beside the let's say standard challenge for startups like financing and finding partners and building a team and getting some first traction. Let's picture this. So it's about making sure that different charging stations, electric cars, energy providers, or other third party services can all dance together seamlessly. It's like conducting a symphony with musicians who speak different languages. Luckily, our topic is right now only and I mean that only in brackets, about um, connecting to different charge point manufacturers. That's what I just mentioned. So remember this charge point manufacturer A, B, and C, and it's not really easy to get connected to all of them correctly. That's like one first part, what I mean about different languages. Every charge point speaks like an own language, but I'll let Volker explain this in a second. But that's what makes that journey exciting, is solving these puzzles. Right, because it's different protocols and different standards, I guess, that you would use. But I think Volker is probably the best exactly, uh, yes. three to explain that. So go ahead, Volker. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And that's why I'm uh, responsible within our um, uh, team that uh, I'm responsible for integrating the uh, charging station manufacturer on our platform. And as we have an, a standard um, uh, called OCPP 1.6 in the version, there are still um, uh, things which we are figuring out wh while we are testing each charge station manufacturer. And so therefore, we do a quite intensive test with them uh, to make sure that they are compatible with our platform so that we can, at the end, uh, guarantee our, let's say, customers that uh, everything works um, for them. As, as once we have tested uh, with, with our charge manufacturer and made sure that all the accounting and billing information is correctly transmitted to our platform. Uh, unfortunately, uh, once in a while, it could happen that the charge point manufacturer changes his firmware. So then we um, yeah, need to retest and that is quite a lot of pain and work on our side. Uh, however, with our technology, as we mentioned before, with our IoT technology is a kind of client um, installed in the charging station that makes us for us a lot more easier as the integration goes more smoothly 
uh, with our platform as we own not only the software stack inside the charging station with our IoT, we own also the backend com. And therefore, we are quite efficient once we figure out a problem so that we can then update the software accordingly uh, and don't have to do a lot of integration effort. Right. And what's been the feedback from, or what's the collaboration like with um, charging equipment manufacturers? Has that rather been smooth or sort of what's their openness to solutions like yours? Uh, yeah, um, definitely for an integration on the protocol level, uh, it, it takes some while uh, until uh, they recognize the benefit of our platform as we are focusing, as we mentioned before, on the private and semi-public where we have a lot of services which are um, uh, unique in the market uh, and therefore beneficial also for the charge point for the hard uh, hardware manufacturer uh, to have a combined solution out of with the hardware from the charge point manufacturer together with our platform. Uh, so therefore, they are quite also open to a kind of white label a solution from us uh, so that they offer a complete solution, not only a hardware uh, only uh, product, so a complete solution for the private and semi-public domain. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to not just only sell the product once, but also participate from sort of upselling their additional layers and making the EV charging experience more enjoyable for everyone involved. Right. So, I mean, we just, we talked about how your technology works, what you're targeting. And I think, Stefan, you just mentioned as well, um, the the general issues or hurdles a startup has to overcome. So what are your plans for the future for the upcoming weeks and years? The plans for the upcoming weeks and years are... Um, Might also be so, a month in between. <laughs> Although, yeah, it was a month, yeah. As like growing, we we see we have so many customers that need like a solution, and we are looking all the time for partners that help us integrating a solution that really helps our customers to solve their sometimes really own problems. But um, it's, it's just a huge market upcoming, and we see there's so much potential and uh, so much work to do. And yeah, that's it's also on us to do this within the next days, weeks, months, and years. In the past few weeks, you could see a lot of reporting sort of on the on a looming recession in Germany or the recession in Germany, but also in Europe overall, uh, sort of a slow economic progress. Um, and at the same time, the only sector that seems to prevail seems to be the climate climate tech companies. Um, and I think one, if, if you look at funding rounds, there seems to be appetite from investors still. And also if you see at the progress that they're making on rolling out their products and services compared to also more traditional tech companies, if you were to look at fintech or e-commerce, the likes of those um, climate tech companies seem to be a bit more resilient. So what's, what's your take on that, especially in a sector that seems to be doing, um, seems to be doing well? Yeah, that's exactly what we noticed. So people really want to participate in this area. It's, it's a lot purpose-driven. It's a huge interest from end customers, from partners in really working together because uh, most solutions, they, they just work fine if, if we combine them. But we also see uh, a huge interest besides uh, from investors in, um, in pushing this new it's it's a real green technology together in into the market 
And I guess one other thing is also what you said before about cooperation. So for you, it's not necessarily about, you know, you or the others, but it's about doing it together, using infrastructure more efficiently. Uh, Stefan, you said accessibility before. And so I think that's also sort of a mind shift, mind shift in looking at how the market operates. Absolutely. That's besides the team, what I'm most proud for is like the partners we have. We have super strong partners that that trust in us. And together, I think we already showed uh, quite sometimes that we have really good solutions and that's what we want to offer like everybody right one other thing that i want to touch upon and, and it's going to be a bit harder for our listeners because they can't see you but in preparation for this podcast when i uh, looked the two of you up and uh, read about a bit i read a bit about your backgrounds uh, it struck me that there's a bit of an age difference between the two of you so volker i think is the uh, more towards the end of his professional career, whereas Stefan probably is not at the beginning, but rather sort of on the opposite sides of the spectrum. So it's a rather unusual founder combination. So maybe the two of you can talk uh, about how you found one another. And also, Volker, I'd be interested in learning from you what um, made you want to start a, a startup company, which I think is the more stressful choice that you could choose compared to, for example, lying on the beach and enjoying um, retirement. So, you know, yeah. Well, why, why the hassle of doing a startup again? So. <laughs> yeah. And that's, 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 thank you very much for asking. And yeah, the, uh, let's say, um, as I mentioned, uh, after 40 years of IBM working in the big company, it was for me, let's say, uh, also a new experience uh, to work in an area what what is really fascinating uh, for me to bring digitalization into the charging area uh, in the charging business uh, with a kind of let's say platform uh, and for that let's say I started uh, uh, during my uh, passive phase uh, at IBM and uh, yeah um, uh, working in this area and to see uh, where I can found uh, co-founders uh, as you mentioned before uh, I'm I'm uh, yeah uh, in a in in a phase where usually people would lay lay, lay on the beach and doing something different, but I'm still fascinating uh, from this immobility and yeah I was so happy that I f uh, found Stefan uh, in as part of an accelerator program uh, to support me uh, as let's say not only the technology is important but also the other part and for that I'm quite happy to uh, work uh, with Stefan together. Yeah, exactly. It was like a startup event back in 2018 when I saw Volker pitching with her first, let's say, project idea. We called it more like an Airbnb for charging infrastructure, what came first. Right. And it was so amazing how much power Volker showed to push immobility to the next level. And that's what yeah, what made me just just follow and say, yeah, let's let's do this together. I think there's so much to do and with so so much opportunities and I think together we're stronger in his strong expertise in uh, technical stuff. I guess I'm on the right part to push the the more economical side together with him. Yeah, and, and we I have think a... this is ultimately what it is about, right? To sort of have the balance between both probably long years of tech experience and uh, also in the area that you're operating in, potentially having worked with a lot of corporates and established players, having this trust. Uh, I don't know if, what's your experience, but uh, the, the people that we work with um, often have to go to, you know, quite established structures and having then someone a bit more senior and establish that there is this element of trust where when a young company wants to offer their services, 
there's someone who's also quite experienced uh, telling about that solution. That's just a different impact if compared to if, if it were 20, 25 year old founder. Uh, it's just sort of that level works well. And I think probably also the dynamic different viewpoints that you bring uh, can be quite helpful because it's not just, you know, both in the same areas of their life and um, phases of their life, but have different experience, different backgrounds. So I think it can be quite complementary. Absolutely, I guess. This combination with more resilience on the one side and more, uh, let's say, let's say the more pushy sides on the other hand, it's, it's, yeah, quite gave us some purpose. Nice. Well, then, um, towards the end of uh, this recording, I would love to ask you on a more personal note, what makes you get up in the morning? I mean, yes, there's a lot to do, as you rightfully pointed out, Stefan. So I guess it's also the the list of tasks that you need to do on that particular day that makes you get up and actually get to work and uh, fulfill, hopefully, a lot of those tasks. But on a more sort of uh, one level up, what is it that keeps you going? And again, Volker, for you choose the rough startup life over, you know, more enjoyable things probably, but maybe it is exactly that what you wanted. Maybe you do enjoy starting a company as much as um, early retirement. Yeah, thanks, Jan, for asking. And and first, I have to say uh, uh, a bit of a, uh, uh, for my last call, which, which I had last Friday, actually, with a charge point manufacturer, where I uh, showcased him our, let's say, platform. And the positive feedback I received was quite amazing for me. Um, what uh, we, we got from our uh, user-centric uh, software platform. And this is something, uh, the positive feedback is something which really makes me get up early in the morning <laughs> uh, once uh, from, from this positive feedback and also from our team. I'm quite happy that we have such a, a, a amazing team uh, together, um, uh, which is really working day and night uh, to uh, uh, build our platform and to support our platform uh, for customers, as I'm also responsible for support. So uh, when a customer have some question, they they contact me. Uh, so I'm quite happy to have such a, a, a powerful team uh, behind me, which helped me to let's say, support our customers and to make them happy with our user-centered uh, uh, platform. Yeah, to, to think of what makes me get out of bed. I think knowing that every day we're making sustainable mobility just a little bit more accessible, convenient, but also cheaper. It's especially about helping people to make them have fun in using EVs or integrating charging infrastructure to their business. It's like you can't imagine the motivation a boost it gives you if a customer says, that's exactly what I needed and it makes my work so much easier. That's like one part and the other part is a really strong cup of coffee that never hurts to get up. Yeah, I do agree. Living in Sweden, um, I only realized that um, when I travel back to Germany, how strong Swedish coffee is compared to, uh, for example, coffee that I used to have in Germany. But it's also needed in the especially upcoming dark month of the year that um, you have that strong coffee in the morning and probably in the afternoon to keep you going. So, so I do share that. And I do also share the other part that you just said uh, around making EVs enjoyable and sort of taking out that element of 
worry at the moment that people might have around, you know, where can I charge? But just ensuring that wherever you are, you'll have a easy, cost-efficient way of charging. I think that's a really great mission to be on. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's like a like a positive drug that everybody will never get rid of if you just started with it once. So I want to give this possibility to everybody to enjoy and use electric mobility as easy as possible. Wonderful. Well, okay, and Stefan, thank you so much for making the time. It's really interesting talking to you and um, all the best for the upcoming days, weeks and months, if not years, uh, with ChargeIQ. Fingers crossed for you. Yeah, thank you so much for your questions and yeah, excited to come back to you one day. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to see the progress. Bye. Bye-bye.